0: Coffee break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome in. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Do really appreciate that. And we've got Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us today. Andy, thanks for coming by.
1: My pleasure, Troy. Good to see it's you.
0: A, it's always fun to have uh, Andy. You know, we, we never know exactly which which commissioner is going to lose the you know draw the short straw. And uh, I was joking with Andy and I that I had told Kurt, well, I know it's not Susan this month, but you said uh, Susan was actually here in town just yesterday.
1: She was. She was. We surprised her. She nominated for Woman of the Year, and uh, she received that award. So that'll be coming up. Everybody watch the papers and whatnot. There's going to be an announcement here soon.
0: Very cool. I, I uh, appreciate you letting us know about that. You yeah, uh, so maybe I have an uh, an excuse to get Susan back on. There you you go. know, at least at least for a Draw segment. Her but uh, you know, it, we are getting now into a, a a new look commission with with her now being done. You got Tom coming in, and we were chatting just before the show started about how tough that is in a in a Zoom world to to sort of get a new commissioner, just because there are so many moving parts to sort of, and that's beyond. Just learning how each person operates. I mean, you, any sports team, anybody that watches any sports knows when a team's been together for a while, you, you get to kind of innately know what people are doing, how they're thinking. And now you don't have that, and it's hard to create that electronically.
1: It, it really is, you know. So especially Tom, I feel bad for him. Tom Rolfe, our new commissioner, he you know, coming in and not knowing the lay of the land because he's not been there. Uh, you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose in the first place, and then you, yeah. you do that without being face-to-face with your colleagues. It makes it very challenging. And so, you know, I feel for him. But we've done what we can to to make sure he's welcome and has the tools he needs. But it is like, uh, you know, I guess for, for a lot of people, it's like being back in school. You've got to mm-hmm. study for what's coming before you in the, in the coming days and prepare for that. And if you really don't know the protocols, you don't understand how, how things work, and you can't get together on uh, as normal— um, then uh, it, it it's a challenging challenging effort, but well, we're we're getting through it.
0: Challenging as it is, you know, you know, doing anything, you know, governmental in in, in a pandemic is hard anyway. Uh, you know, it's just a, a, a weird world. Right. Um, we've got lots of things that we can talk about today. We've got uh, Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us this morning, and uh, one of the things you brought some talking points in with you, and one of the things is the detention center and the pandemic did. Kind of slow that a little bit. I mean, it, it for various reasons, but for the most part, it, it kept pretty well on track.
1: Overall, it kept on on track. We did we did and lose. on budget, which is an <laughs> important that's, thing. That's that's the best part. Yes, we stayed on on budget and we stayed within the the limits of that, and that we all should be proud of that. Um, but we're at substantial completion now. We are a few months behind what we projected from the the beginning, but. You know, COVID, and and of course, uh, just about every workplace has been impacted by COVID. Whether someone has contracted the disease or been a close contact or had to take mm-hmm. some time, and so those kinds of things happened at the detention facility, both with the folks being detained, but also those that are that were working on the project. And so we had some of that, uh, and then of course, you've all heard about the. The supply chain and how that was mm, more yeah. challenging so getting everything from doors to steel to electronics you know was a little more challenging it took a little more time and uh, but we're there you know we're at the point where uh, finishing up some painting finishing up some uh, ceiling of the floors and we're able to use the whole facility now move people around and and have a a more functional
0: set how great is that for you to sit back and,
1: and and be able to say
0: that because I know this is something this is not something that started a year ago or no. you know 18 months I mean this this is a long time coming
1: right we were talking the other day about uh, conversations we had in 2012 2013 mm-hmm. 14 uh, in preparation for today and now and it's been a long road and, and a lot of work from a lot of people and um, I'm just really proud of, of where we are. And I'm, I'm proud in, in uh, from my personal perspective and more than just having more detention uh, space, but having a space that's adequate, that's more humane, that serves people better, and then having that ability to do some programming within the facility so that yeah. we, can, we can have everything from we have a therapeutic component now, two therapists and a case manager in the facility. We are able to do... Uh, a MAT program, which is medically-assisted treatment program for those uh, suffering from addiction. Um, we're, we're doing more planning and exit strategy for every, everybody almost leaves our facility. So it's a local jail, so people come and go. And so we want them to come back into the community with those uh, connections that give them a less likely of a chance of coming back. That's our hope. So we have that kind of facility that allows us to do that meeting space and uh, offices and, and um you know, more more staff that that allows us to put that programming in place and bring people in from the outside as well. Train volunteers to work with folks, whether it's education or housing, job uh, search, whatever it might be. Yeah. We can we can work with folks. So give people a better chance of not coming back and staying unengaged with the right. criminal justice system. Yeah, <laughs> lots of and those those I think people
0: forget about those that you know the physical building was worked on, but all of right. those programs, right. uh, you know, aimed at. Reducing that recidivism and and hoping to, uh, like you said, make make sure people don't come back to visit. Right. Right. Yeah. We're uh, talking this morning with Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen. Uh, um, how is you know, we, we mentioned that that came in uh, on on budget and and really not that far delayed, all things considered. How, how is the county looking financially? right now i mean working into to budget and everything because um covet of course impacted that as well i know a lot of federal dollars kind of came down to, to to cities and counties and that sort of thing but we're heading into a new calendar year now we don't necessarily know what's ahead we don't know what new help is coming what are we looking at there because you're kind of trying to create a budget w- with a whole bunch of question marks
1: well that is that is true uh, and first of all say i'm really proud of of county government and the staff that really takes care of our finances, because we're in great shape overall. Um, We are not a county that's in in debt or suffering that way. And through COVID, you know, there was a lot of question marks, you know, whether uh, tax revenues would come in on time, whether they would come in in whole. And uh, for the most part, um, our county uh, did fine. And those tax revenues came in. And then projecting forward, we did get some federal help in relation to addressing the, the virus and the virus response, so there is some ability to um, have some resources essentially in the bank because what we were talking about and what we we understand is that it wasn't right during the virus that we might uh, see some reduction in revenues. It might be the year after. Yeah. So this this coming year is where uh, there's some question mark about what revenues will be coming in versus uh, via the tax. Uh, Tax income, so we'll wait and see. But overall, we've done very well. Uh, We're in the black, and we're doing fine. And we've taken care of our finances very well. We have a great um, capital improvement plan. Most of our departments they save for their major major uh, purchases, and so that's been going on. uh, doing well. I'm really proud of the work we've done.
0: Yeah. I know I've seen on uh, some of the agendas, uh, a few different uh, places in the, in the county saying, Hey, can we tweak the budget? Cause we want to add a full-time employee right. motor vehicles. I think one of them, and th- there's been a few, right.
1: all of those puzzle pieces working out. Okay. Overall they are. And I'm glad you brought up motor vehicles because it's been one of the areas where we've had some challenges for sure. So that the number of, of vehicles and transactions that have gone through that that department or that part of that department have just grown immensely over the last few years. And, of course, COVID adds a whole nother challenge with staff being in, out, having to close, you know, limited hours, those kinds of things. So we've really tried to address that. We have a plan going forward. and a matter of fact, yesterday we um, expanded hours down there. So uh, starting March 1st, uh, the motor vehicle windows will be open from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and giving a couple more hours on each end of that uh, that scale to for people to get in there and, and have opportunity to do their transactions. We're looking also forward to possible changes to the physical layout down there, adding more windows, um, and then, of course, working with our partners at the state to try and uh, either simplify or yeah, uh, so find some efficiencies within the system. It takes so long for each transaction as well as uh, – you know, just those challenges. Of, yeah.
0: Of- it's kind of incredible how quickly that of, of all the systems out there, when, when, when COVID shut down things, even temporarily, uh, that was one of those things that just got so quickly backlogged, uh, you know, that, that they were just under a weight of, uh, you know, I don't even know how many orders they couldn't catch up. I mean, are, are they starting yeah. to get, get there now? I mean, because there, there was just such a squeeze of stuff and, people drive, I mean, half the cars you saw in town had temporary tags right. because nobody could get new plates.
1: Right. as we said, it's been a big challenge. Um, and, uh, Amy Reeves, the, the new, newer, newish <laughs> yeah. uh, clerk and recorder, treasurer clerk and recorder down there has, uh, put some things in place where we're, mo- we're moving in the right direction. It's been, it has been a, an enormous challenge. And, um, again, with COVID, we Limited hours, some of the staff were gone. We've had turnover, it takes so long to train people in those systems, and the systems are a little bit clunky. So, added online um, appointment registration, um, added some things. So, it's it's getting better. It is getting better. I think we've turned a corner, gone, gone over a hump, if you will, and uh, have some ideas. We've talked about even a satellite office uh, sometime in the near future. Um, so, we're, we're kind of evaluating all of those ideas and, and looking at them. Of course. All of the motor vehicle transactions in that whole world is really a state function. So, Department of Justice, there it's their computers, their system, everything, but the counties run those. And so, with our partner, we have to move forward and make sure that uh, there's some efficiency. So, it's it's a real challenge, but we're we're really working on it. We've heard everybody. (laughs) We are. This is not a problem you didn't know about. (laughs) No. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, all of us have. just nearly all of us have a vehicle, and, and some many more than one, or a boat, mm-hmm. or a trailer, or whatever it might be. And so uh, annually, nearly everyone has to go through that system, and it's a lot of people on a daily basis and a monthly basis that that uh, go through that system. So those transactions are huge, and most all of that goes back to the to the state for their part of that uh, mm-hmm. process, and then back to the counties. And so it's it's an interesting deal and it's not that efficient sometimes but we're really working on it
0: yeah well that way you can say it's not our fault it's the state's fault (laughs) well i like it (laughs) we have our role in it for sure but (laughs) and clark county commissioner andy hunhausen with us on coffee break this morning and uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and chat more i just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode you can always catch up We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome back to Coffee Break. I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. We've got Lewis and clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us. Um, Andy, talking about COVID, uh, you know, it, it it's trending down in the county, in, in the state as a whole, which, which is a great thing. Um, but right now we're hovering around uh, 200 cases in the county. It kind of goes up, kind of goes down. Um, that's a big number, but certainly not what we were seeing even two or three months ago. I mean, it, we're doing pretty well.
1: Yes. Overall, we are. We're doing doing well. We're moving in the right direction. Um, still not out of the woods, though, and, and lot lots uh, in front of us in terms of, uh, you know, potential spread. And uh, well, you look at now people being very fatigued, people being tired and ready to get out. Um, you know, we have some of the systems opening up a little bit more, bars, restaurants, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. People feel like the risk is lowering, but the risk really hasn't lowered. Um, you know, there's there's still great potential for spread in the community, and it's a, it's a pretty dangerous virus. So um, we're still asking people to be very concerned and, and think about it, wear your mask, social distance. Yeah,
0: it's one of those and, things where, you know, you, you start to maybe take for granted that, okay, well, the numbers are good now. Things are opening up, you know, and it's very, very easy to sort of go the wrong way on this thing, I would imagine. Like, it could turn around very quickly if people don't do what they need to do.
1: Right. Yes, the potential is there for a real spike. You know, schools coming back online, Mm. uh, bars and restaurants, like I said, you know, larger groups getting together. It's a challenge. And, you know, one of the things people say, well, the vaccine's here. And it's great, the vaccine is here. And we're working really hard to get as much of that out as we can. But, you know, we're only getting... Um, This week, last week, we got a little bit more, but on average, we're only getting, you know, a little less than 1,000 vaccines a week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's going to take a long time. Just in this phase alone, there's some 13,000 people, you know. uh, So we need to uh, be really on our game here and, and stay vigilant, you know, with the with the, the recommendations of wearing a mask and staying socially distanced. Yeah, and
0: that recommendation, or it, not even recommendation, it's a mandate in Lewis and Clark County it still, is. right? I mean, even though the statewide mandate has been lifted, uh, local, I mean, counties, municipalities, they can still kind of set their own rules, and Lewis and Clark, one of them that says, no, you still got to wear the mask.
1: Right. We've passed local rules here. Our health uh, Board of Health has, and our health officer has signed on on that. And really because of, of that that risk is still very high, and uh, we only have a few thousand people vaccinated at this point. Working hard as we can, every vaccine that comes into our community, we're getting into somebody's arm, but it's it's slow going. And uh, until we have a large number, this is 70 to 80 percent of people vaccinated in our community, you know, we're not going to have that uh, real true immunity, community spread, community wide yeah. immunity. And so we have to really stay on our game here and it's gonna be hard. This is I think in some ways this is the most challenging time that we have because if if you're We're not all just tired, sick of it. you're not human. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm worn out with this whole thing. Yeah. And you know, we all are. I would like to go out and see friends and have people over and we just can't can't do that uh, with a clear conscience right now. We need to try and stay uh, separated and uh, wear our masks and and really wash your hands. And, yeah. and
0: so is that the vac- vaccination number and in the in the percentage, is that sort of the, the benchmark of this is when we'll talk as a county about lifting that mask mandate, when we start getting near that, that 70% number?
1: Well, it's one of them, but you, you brought up the other at the beginning. Uh, so it's really based on the virus. Uh, so if you look at our local rules, um, when the numbers... Go down in terms of new cases, mm-hmm. the the uh, regulations soften. If the number, if we get a spike and the numbers go up, of course the regulations um, uh, will will harden. Um, but we're going in the right direction, and so what we've seen already, and you saw maybe in the last couple of weeks, where you know expanded hours at bars and restaurants, um, ex- expanded numbers in terms of if you have a plan, you can gather in a group, larger group, that kind of thing. So we've seen some of that happen, and that's because the numbers are coming down. So really, our local rules are based on what the virus does, not based on politics or any other thing. It's all based on what is the virus doing, how is it impacting our community, how do we keep our community safe, and how do we try and be as open as possible, but as safe as possible. And those are really what we're doing, and and uh, as the vaccine comes online, and you know, I talked about getting less than 1,000 a week. This last week, we got more than that, but... Uh, we're hoping that as the weeks go on, that the production goes up and we get a lot more per week and we can get more into people's arms. And this process goes a lot faster. Yeah.
0: Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us today on Coffee Break. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned that the number that we're getting. We were reporting this morning uh, during the news that Montana per capita getting one of the fewest. And in the nation, I mean, the entire congressional delegation is writing letters to the president going, this is an issue, especially because we're so efficient. You know, Montana as a whole has been very efficient in getting shots into arms. But Lewis and Clark County has sort of been that model, you know, talking with Eric Merchant and various people. Every significantly sized county in the state has been contacting Eric Merchant and his folks and and even Kevin Tenney out at the fairgrounds saying physically, nuts and bolts wise, how are you making this work so well? Lewis and Clark is a, a a gold star in the state for this thing.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because we have been. We've been getting a lot of accolades for that and at least the efficiency of, of getting these uh, shots in the arms. And um, I can't tell you um, a, a time in in my 15 years on the commission where I've got gotten more positive feedback from the community than about these shot clinics, how how efficient they've been, how nice people have been, how quick they've been in and out. And, uh, you know, just the whole process has been great. So we have a bunch of volunteers out there, which are enormous thank you to them, mm-hmm. uh, Peerview and uh, the health department working together with St. Peter's as well as a partner. And it's been, it's been great. And I just thanks to all those folks that are doing that work. Yeah,
0: it's been fantastic. And, and we'd like to get more of these doses, but that's not really up to you or, the, the the anybody here locally, we, right. we can't really control that. It's just open arms and we'll take whatever you'll give us.
1: Right. We're going after everything we can and uh, everything we get, we'll put in someone's arm.
0: Yeah. Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us. We've got about, uh, we've got about six minutes and change left with him. Um, he, you know, and right now, it, just because it, it'll be nice to talk about something different than COVID to finish out this show. Uh, we're focused on Winter snow removal right now. How is that going? I mean, we. I guess now the last week and a half winters started.
1: <laughs> yeah, it yeah. has. So we've had, we had kind of an easy go this uh, this early winter, which has been great. But you know, just uh, along those lines, it's allowed us to do some things that we thought were going to be put off until next construction season. So November December here, we we were able to put two bridges in up in the Augusta area on Elk Creek that we thought may, maybe wouldn't make it into this construction season. Uh, so we've been able to do some things, actually grade some roads and put some gravel down in places that we thought we might have to wait till next season. But now that the snow is here, you know, our plows and uh, graders are out and uh, it's it can be dangerous out there. So mm-hmm. a lot of our roads are kind of off the beaten track, if you will, and, and but still used by a lot of people. So we ask people to really slow down, take it easy. Um, our, our folks are out working their tails off from six in the morning till six at night in some cases. So they're, they're working hard and, um, the, the snow plows, you know, can be dangerous. So we're asking people to really pay attention, slow down around them, try not to pass them, you know, give them, give them room. They're out there for you and for your safety. So take extra time, slow down and, uh, you know, give, give courtesy to those, folks that are working so hard yeah one of
0: those things where it feels like you're in my way but they're out there actually making it safe for us right yeah so you've heard it before don't crowd the plow let them be out there and and, and do what they're doing but you know i mean past snow removal i mean like you said luckily we were able to get a few projects in uh, ahead of schedule but spring frankly isn't that far away and that's sort of when more projects start are are there some that are sort of next up to bat the the I don't know, it might inconvenience people, or at least they're going to notice, right, that things are going to be happening?
1: We do. We have uh, quite a, a large um, list of things that, that will be to come, but I'll just touch on a couple of them. Sure. Of course, every year we, we purchase uh, asphalt for the season, if you will, for patching and fixing and those kinds of things. We'll also be doing some uh, paving in some certain areas. Chip sealing, of course, is an annual thing. We certain miles of road each year get chip sealed and uh, those are the rocks that get down put down with the oil to protect the surface and make a road last longer um and then uh of course graveling certain areas but we have a couple of projects uh, that are the the flat projects and that's federal lands access program and so there's one up in the August area that's uh big kind of finishing up uh, the road to sun canyon there's a few more miles that have to be uh surface preserved mm-hmm. if you will gravel will be added uh, and improved drainage and all those kinds of things there and then in the north hills here you know then the last few years we've been working on a flat project there federal lands access program and that's collins and ferry leading up to the blm land in the north hills we've got a large federal grant to help preserve those roads improve them add gravel and then uh, we'll be doing the long-term maintenance on those roads into the future so that project we hope will finish up this summer. And, uh, there's, there's many others. I talked about the bridges in Augusta, Mm -hmm. um, Elk Creek washed out a couple of years in a row and we lost essentially three bridges. Two of them were still standing, but not in good shape. We replaced those two. Now we can get to the, the last (laughs) bridge. Now you can actually reach the the other one. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't get heavy equipment up there. So now we're there doing the work, you know, the coring and all that to, to learn what kinds of, uh, uh, infrastructure has to be put in there, and, and that will be uh, worked on this summer. And so uh, Dalton Mountain Bridge up near Lincoln, like to talk about some of these uh, bridges and projects in the outlying areas. That's been on our agenda for a long time, working with the state and, and a couple of grants from the state. That will be in preparation and design this next year. So... There's a there's a lot going on uh, and uh, it, it seems to never end and of course yeah, there's always something more right <laughs> everything will have to be maintained through through all of this well
0: and and here's hoping we don't have I mean th- this past spring I don't I don't know if there was a, a single flooding issue or certainly nothing significant like we've had in the past so hopefully we don't have to deal with any of that again uh, you know I guess we never know
1: yeah you never know but along those lines um, you know we've developed a Flood mitigation plan mm-hmm. for the Helena Valley, and there's another project on uh, I think it's Arrowhead Road where there's a crossing there of the we call it the D2 ditch, the ditch that drains the valley out there, and that crossing is undersized. So we'll be expanding that, putting a new uh, bridge in there, and uh, that process has started, and uh, you know trying to uh, increase the capacity throughout the valley to to deal with. Uh, flooding, especially a 25- to 50-year flood, so that when they happen, they have less impact on property out there and, yeah. and pass through the valley.
0: Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunt has been with us on Coffee Break. We've got about a, one minute left with him. And, uh, you know, they, there's always... More to talk about, Andy, but I, I don't know if we have enough time to, to get into any of it. But one number that I thought was interesting and is something we can maybe talk about next time you're around is I saw that the, the county's planning division estimates a, uh, a population increase of about 10,000 people in the valley over the next five years. That's a big number.
1: It is a big number, and you don't know for sure. You just have the, these estimates and you look at what has happened in the past and, and project um, forward the best you can. Um, and smarter people than I are, are doing that, that work. But they say that people are coming and that we yeah. need to prepare. And one of the things that we've done along those lines in this last year, we, you know, we passed the zoning in the Helena Valley. Um, we're trying to work with our ZAP group. That's the zoning advisory panel. They meet this week, actually, or next week, the 24th. Uh, they're doing their work to, to provide those. Rules and regulations that will be that will help uh, guide that zoning and how it impacts uh, the future. And so people are people are coming. We need to prepare for that. And the county's trying to do that work to get ready. Yeah,
0: it's it's great work and it's uh forward thinking to be proactive and what problems might there be and let's solve them before we're being reactive right. and there's an issue that we have to deal with. Andy, thanks for coming in. My I pleasure. appreciate it. That's all the time that they give me, so I, I have to say <laughs> goodbye now. Thanks for joining us on Coffee Break with Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen. We'll be back around here tomorrow, same time on KCAP. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffee coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.